welcome to the TOT Talk Show. This talk show is aspired to nurture and mentor the next generations of MDRTs, bringing excellence among financial advisors around the world. We will share with you sales ideas and technical know-how in our work as financial advisors, inspire you to be a better version of you, and help you to think strategically to boost your sales towards MDRT, COT, and even TOT qualifications. The TOT Talk Show is co-hosted by two top-of-the-table members, namely Lim Renan of Malaysia and Rick Q of the USA. Yeah, so let's pick up the first question, right, Rick? Uh, sure. So there are a few questions. Some questions are not too related to today's topic, but we're going to do one question that is related to today's topic. So now it says, how can we make the Zoom meeting more engaging? Would you like to take that or like, you want me to take that first? Lim, why don't you right, go first? So, how do I actually make the Zoom meeting a bit more engaging? I think number one, don't look sloppy in front of the camera. So, if you're going to engage a client, a lot of you do it at home. And your house background looks horrible. You know, you're sitting in a, in a, in a, in a dining table. Your kid's toy is all over at the back. I would say, please, if you want to engage a client properly, please please buy a green screen and put behind in front of the, you know, in front of the thing, right? Sometimes your green screen can go fader in and out and you can still see the, all the toys out there. So number one is to look really good. Even though you're doing at home or doing at office or you're doing at the comfort of your bedroom, the Zoom meeting, please dress up and show up. Do not come in like a slob. Look at Rick today. Rick is what? Seven o'clock now in America? Seven o'clock in America. Yes, seven o'clock in America. If you look like Rick and you get in front of a client, you will close that case. But if you look sloppy, you will not because the client has no trust in you. Second thing, I think uh, the second thing, how to make the Zoom meeting interesting is to be prepared. Do not come in front of the Zoom and then you try to make the proposal. Try to type in. Wait, 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 wait. Let me wait, wait. Let me let me type into Excel sheet. Wait, I wait, wait. Five minutes. I, I I do it. Do you do you think the client have a five minute and wait for you to type in? No. You know the client wants it like that. You must pull it out and share. Pull it out and share. Pull it out and share. Just instantly, instantly, instantly. It is so fast. A lot of agent doesn't do that. They thought the client would be. They thought the client would be the mother forever patient. No. You must prepare everything. On, on your fingertip before you see the client. The third thing, as I say, put in front of this, uh, uh, what do you call this, uh, a, a note, uh, like WhatsApp, and share live as what, when you bring through the client, uh, point by point with them and just share with them on, on, so that they have a, a copy. So that's what I do. Look great, prepare all your documents, and the last one, uh, use notes, type in your live narration of what the key points to the policy is and keep them interested. interested. And at the end, like what Rick says, you can send everything to them, they will read it or they will sign it online and, and, and get it done for you. That's what I do. So how, how do you do it? How do you make a Zoom meeting encouraging, engaging? I've known Lim for over a year. How we met was through our study group at MDRT. And I will uh, agree with that. Lim always is good looking and prepared as uh, you just mentioned. 
especially <laughs> when we do uh, our study group meetings globally and you're in Malaysia and I'm in USA. So uh, what we do to keep Zoom meeting engaging uh, is simple. Number one, before even you engage in Zoom, I hope that if you're meeting clients in person or Zoom, you have practice that meeting in your head. So this is a habit I've created probably the last 10 years. I always spend at least 30 minutes mentally having the meeting before I have it. Yep, mentally prepare the meeting have before the you meeting. have it. Yes, so yeah. like um, if you go into that Zoom meeting with your client, you've already had the meeting. So what we do is we actually create a folder, a folder, no distraction, whether it's in our calendar, or just on a desktop and you click on it and then everything you want to present is there. Now, because we had the meeting in our head before even having the meeting, if the client's meeting is 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour or 90 minutes, I know exactly which pieces to go over. Although we have a 600 page proposal, I'm not going over all 600 pages. I'm going over the very most important pages that it's interesting and expected from the client. And more importantly, this is probably something that it's expected. Invest in good technology, mm -hmm. right? If you Correct. Have, if you're going to go into virtual meetings, have a good laptop, have a good iPad, have a good camera, have a good mic, right? And obviously your background is very important because how you design your background determines who you are. And uh, I think it might be distracting because if you're, if you're running having Zoom or WhatsApp meeting on your phone and you're waiting at the bus stop and then you see all these people run back and forth, forget about it. Forget no about it. Yeah. So, um, can we just get... Rick, are you there? Okay. I, I'm, yeah. So, this guy asks us, are you wearing short pants now? Just curious. Well, Lim, I'd rather you answer that. I can answer it too. Uh, since <laughs> it is eight o'clock at night, I am wearing short pants. You want to see? <laughs> we say this this show is supposed to be candid. You know, it is not supposed to be serious. We're not. That's why I told I told I told Rick, please don't come in ties, jackets, and everything. No, no need. Just come in t-shirt. It's fine with a cap. It's fine. Now, okay, let's go back to the serious stuff. Now, uh, this is a very good question. Now, they ask uh, how to convince the prospect to sign up in our virtual meeting. Rick, you want to take that? Sure. I'm going to share with you guys uh, and gals something that's very important. You need to stop convincing. It's that simple. It's mind-boggling, I mean right? Yeah, like, uh, so, Law, that's a great question, but I would wonder what is your process and everyone's process. You know, in the last 10 years, we've averaged over 200 lives a year. The last three years, we wrote over 300 lives. We submit on average 30 to 40 applications a month. And if people ask me, how do you do it? My simple answer, I don't convince anything. Because Lim, let me ask you a question. When we work together, all I want to do is listen intently, engage in your goals, and take down great notes. If you told me that you want to retire at 60 years old with 10,000 US dollar a month and travel the world, I need to convince you. It's your goals. All I need to do 
back with a recommendation that show you where you are today, where you want to be in the future, and mathematically, logically, and using data, history, facts, and science, fill in the blanks. I don't convince anyone anything. Mm. What I do, I help people, I problem solve. So great question. The more you try to convince someone to do something, it's the lack of your process and skill. Instead, I don't convince anyone anything. I just teach them, educate them, help them understand it. And then ultimately at the end, they said, well, Rick, how do I get started? Rick, how can we work with you? And then we share with them the next steps. Right. So let me answer that question. Rick, you give a very good point there. Stop convincing, but actually telling, uh, preparing uh, what they want. Preparing, uh, sorry, fulfilling what they want by giving them the products and the, and the services and the ideas that will help them uh, achieve their goals. That, that is amazing. So now for Malaysian context or for the Asian context, we are mostly life insurance agents. We are not sure. financial advisors. So there is a little bit of difference. But let me just uh, uh, fill up that little gap uh, in between uh, what just Rick says. How to convince your prospect to sign up? I totally agree with uh, uh, Rick. You don't have to convince the clients to sign up. You just have to tell him that he... You just have to let him know the awareness of he has a problem and you have a solution. If you need to convince the client to buy something from you, means your product has no value to the client. He is buying just because you asked him to. And that makes you a salesman, not a financial advisor. You're not even an insurance agent. I mean, you're not even an insurance advisor. You're a salesman. Salesman begs people to buy things. But if you're a financial advisor and a life advisor, think out of the box, think in a different context. How could I, with his problem, do something to solve his problem? Put yourself in the shoe. Put yourself in the shoe. If you're a factory owner or or a hawker, and this guy has a loan, uh, this guy uh, has three children and have... 100,000 life insurance. Is that enough? What you need to do is to bring light into him and let him know that your life insurance is not enough to cover your three kids' uh, expenses if you, don't, if you stop selling chicken rice today. What you need to do is to get enough life insurance for all your children. For yourself means the owner. And stop selling saving plans. <laughs> sorry. I mean, sorry to say That's that. a great why do I say stop selling saving plan? Malaysia, the Malaysian market has a problem. They like to sell five years, 10 years saving plans to the clients. But these policies are expensive with no coverage at all. Malaysia, oh. stop selling saving plans and start selling life insurance to the client and make it work for them. You're not supposed to sell it to enrich yourself. You're supposed to sell it to help the clients. So, um, that is being very blunt, right? Uh, not blunt, not blunt enough. Let's be more blunt. We, <laughs> Let's all right, I, I'm having fun. So I'll give you an example. Our viewership will run away if we become too blunt. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's, that's okay. okay. The ones that will come will continue to come. And if we make everyone that's in your viewership top of the table, they will all come. And then there's going to be a bandwidth problem and you're going to crash the internet. All right. So I'm gonna, I'll give you a, a, a quick example. 
Uh, last year, we met a surgeon making one million USD dollar, one million US dollar. We were introduced to them by another surgeon in their hospital. When I met with the surgeon, I asked them, what are some of their goals? What are there some needs? And then if specifically, you just mentioned most people in Malaysia specialize in life insurance. I'll give you the story. I didn't ask them, do you want to buy life insurance? I asked them, if God forbid something happened to you, would you like the people you love most to be okay? Let me repeat that again. I asked them, if God forbid something happened to you yesterday, yesterday because it already passed, would you like the people you love most to be okay? Doing this for many years, people say yes. And then when I said, okay, what kind of planning have you done in insurance planning? And then he says, oh, I bought life insurance. Here it is. He makes a million dollars, $200,000 death benefit. So I said, what is this? He said, this is the life insurance I bought from the life insurance agent. So I say, I'm not a life insurance agent. I'm not even a financial advisor. I'm a wealth management advisor. Let me explain to you what the problem is. If anything happened to you yesterday, that is approximately two months of your income. Your children are five years old and three years old. What is going to happen to your spouse and your kids? You start thinking. So what's very important is my question to them is if you cannot be here physically, mentally, emotionally for your family, but financially you could be here. We can't change the fact that we passed away. We're not here anymore. But financially, we could still be here. What would you like the insurance to achieve? And they tell me everything they want. And then it comes out to not 200,000, it comes out to $15 million, $15 million. So the gap between an insurance agent and a wealth management advisor is 14.8 million in insurance. Okay, so just please understand. And, then, and personally myself, when I explain to them, I show them what I have for my wife and kids, right? It's very, very important to understand. Mm -hmm. Totally agree. Do not sell anything, but just provide solutions, right, Rick? Of course. Right. So now there's this question, Pong, Mr. Pong, I don't know if it's Mr. or Miss, sorry. Miss Pong Pong Jia. So for those who just came into the business, how should I improve my prospecting activity? The difficult part is to prospect. Let me, let me take that, right? So I think uh, Malaysian context, Please. it is a bit more relevant. So... Uh, the difficult part is prospect. It's totally true, Ms. Pong. If you cannot prospect, you will die in the business. You will be wiped out, period. That is how cruel the insurance business is. But there are ways to prospect. I am so... Uh, I mean, sometimes when I listen to new agents that come into business tell me one thing. You know what, Mr. Lim, I don't want to sell uh, to my family member and my close friends when... I say that's bullshit. Sorry, I cannot say that. It's too blunt. That is BS, right? What do you mean you cannot sell to your family members? For all the new people who are watching the show, if you have this mentality, you will fail in the business. If your mother cannot even, uh, if your mother or your father or your brother or sister cannot even trust you and buy a policy from you, you will not sell to strangers. Start going, start going. No, you, you should start thinking of getting another job. So prospecting starts from where? I always tell my agents, prospecting starts from your nucleus family. 
you will have nine people that you know. You pick up the phone, you call them up, you can have coffee. You have nine. Everybody have nine. Rick, you have more than nine, right now. Everybody have nine. The worst uh, introvert has nine. His father, his mother, his grandmother, his sister, his brother, they have nine. You can call them up and you can have coffee. These are the first nine people you should see. Then goes up to the second ring. We call it the second ring of friendship. After that nine, these nine people will have another nine people that they know that they, can, can, they are very close to them, their family members and friends. Nine times nine is 81. Once you go to the second ring, you have 81 person to see and 81 person to close. And don't tell me you cannot even close 10, 20, 25 of them, right? These people who trust you, believes you, and think that you're, you're a good person, you can sell to these 81 of them. Now, the trick is this. If you want to do very well in the business, the third ring will make you MDRT. Most agents dies at the second ring, the 81. Once they finish at 81, right, then they fail. They, oh, you know, Rick, have you seen such agent before? I mean, plenty, right? Too uh, many. Too many. But the thing is that one, once you break through that the third ring, if you can get, take example, your brother's girlfriend to introduce his brother to you, her brother to you, which is the third ring, there are 729 prospects that you can see. 81 times 9. 81 times 9. It's 729 prospects that you can see your MDRT. It is simple. How do you do prospecting? Join clients' common activity. Forwards. Join clients' common activities. Now you can't, can't join the activities, right? But you can still go on online, social media, do different things, right? Don't tell me Chinese, you're really sitting at home. A lot of you have been visiting friends. But have you been prospecting or not? So that's my thing for you. Prospecting is not difficult. You just have to join common activities with people that you know and try to get people that you know and, and start introducing yourself as a very, very helpful, sincerely interested with people, right? And, and, and a person that can deliver, deliver your service effectively. Be kind to people. You should be doing well, right? That, that is my take on prospecting, all right? Great. So, Rick, uh, now, there's one question. Uh, this is for you. Sure. It says, Rick, what are the true characteristics of a top-of-the-table member? I'm going to share with you a few words, but it's very simple. It's just not easy. Number one, and this is the most important part, others focus. Others focus. Always have the person in front of you best interest. It's not about Rick Hugh, it's not about Lim, it's not about anyone else but your prospect, your client. Number two, you have to focus. Focus. When I go into my client I'm very intentional and I listen intently. For whatever reason, I'm able to transform myself mentally, psychologically, to be my client, my prospect, and be them. So if I meet a business owner and they tell me they have problems with taxation, they, I meet them and they say they have problems saving money for their children's education, their retirement, ensuring their family. I try to be them, 
30 to 45 minutes or an hour. And I say, if this was me, if this was my family, what would I do the same or what would I do differently? And then I create that proposal and that recommendation. And when I go into my client meeting, I always over-prepare and my process is very technical. I'm very transparent. I teach people more than they sometimes want to know, but I educate them. I do not care about the results. Whether they work with me or not, it does not matter. I care about my process. If you read a lot of books, you will notice some of the successful athletes in the world, in history, they win not because they're obsessed with winning. They win because they're obsessed with practicing. They obsess with constant focus and getting better every single day. So to be top of the table, I think you have to be others focused. You have to be selfless. You have to be honest, transparent, and you have to care. And you need to focus. Warren Buffett and Bill Gates was asked a question many, many years ago, asking two of the most successful people in the world, how did you become so successful? They both said the same answer. And that word was focus. Focus. So, uh, yeah. Do you know Mohan? You, you should know Mohan, right? Mohan is like, he's I've like, never met Mohan. Yeah, but you should know who is he, right? He's like the superstar of MDRT. He's the, the godfather of MDRT in Malaysia. He's the guy. Anyway, uh, what are the true characteristics? I just want to add one thing. I think to, to be a top of the table, uh, as I have shared many times uh, with Freak, with other friends, when, they be, when people congratulate me on making my first top of the table, I always remember what Brian Hackett told me. You know, it just knocked me on the head. It says, when you go to MDRT annual meeting, you see sales agents. But when you go to top of the table meeting, you see businessmen. So the difference between a normal MDRT and the top of the table is the mind that can think strategically. A, a person who you can, you can work very hard to be MDRT member, right? You can work your butt off and work very, very hard, you know. You know outside people calling us the mad dog running team, MDRT, mad dog running team, we work so hard, you know. Uh, you can work very hard to be MDRT member, but you cannot work very hard to be top of the table. You must strategize your business, not your job, okay? This is not a job, this is business. You must strategize your business to be top of the table. And I wish Mohan, uh, he will be top of the table very soon. Hopefully this year, you know, if not next with us, right? So, yeah, you're right. I, I just want to interject. You're yeah. absolutely right, Lim. When you're MDRT, you're working hard. When you're top of the table, you're working smart. If you think about it, before we're even financial advisors or wealth management advisors, we're all entrepreneurs. We're all entrepreneurs. We need to understand what is our hourly rate, what is our specialty. You can't do everything. You have to delegate. You have to build an enterprise. And that's when you can consistently be top of the table. Correct. So let's take the next question. Now, guys, if you're watching this live now, this is actually live, all right? You see, I'm taking my, I'm off my head. This is actually live. <laughs> this is you, my real hair. Yeah, real that's, hair. That, this, this is real is hair, life. okay? I'm just wearing my hair because I just, I'm just so lazy to put on gel. 
Because I just want to go to sleep after the show. This is already 9 o'clock. But it's okay. We will still take questions. Now, uh, let us get, go to the next one, right? IV asks, majority... Uh, before we take IV, let's take uh, somebody who asked a question early on, okay? Very early sure. on. I have not actually uh, answered those. Uh, wait. Okay, uh, we zoom background. Yeah, Weijian asked, how can we make Zoom meeting more engaging? Example, the background noise, uh, sorry, the background outfit and how about some creative music? All right, I can take, I can take that question. How do you make the Zoom meeting very interesting? If you look at my, 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 my office, uh, you can spend a bit of, this is a studio actually, I'm at home, but this is a home studio. If you, if you, if you have made some money, right, you should start investing in some equipments, okay? Stop using, if you want to make your background and your, your image look very, very good, stop using your laptop's camera or your iPad camera. Rick, are you using a laptop camera? I am using a ring light and I'm using a, a different camera. Yeah, he's using a 1080p high definition Logitech camera, right? Which after I told him to buy. <laughs> I told Rick, Rick, you have to get rid of the camera. You look horrible in front of the camera with that, you know, with that, with that laptop camera. So he went and bought one good one and it looks amazing now. I am, using, I am using a professional DSR camera, but if you don't want to spend 250,000 ringgit on this, forget it. Spend 300 ringgit on a 1080p good camera on your laptop, right? So at least you get a full HD image. Second thing, clear your clutter. Third thing, outfit, make yourself comfortable, don't be sloppy. And creative music, I don't, you, don't, you don't need creative music, right? Do you need creative music in, in a business meeting? No? no. All right. Tong no. Weijian, Tong Weijian, I know you very well. You're in KL. When I finish building my Zoom room in my office, come and see it. Give me mm. a week. Two weeks. Two weeks time. We will finish building the Zoom room. Uh, the Zoom room means we're going to put a 60-inch, 65-inch TV up front, a camera, so that the client, uh, our agents can actually use that room to Zoom with the client and it will look like a real meeting room. A real meeting room. So the client will feel like, oh, this is, you know, very real. Different thing, like, different settings. So, Tong Wei Jin, if you're there, you can come and visit my Zoom room when, when it's ready, all right? I would add one more thing to that. Uh, mm -hmm. Everything you said, Lim, is perfect. The only thing is the room can be less beautiful, can be less expensive. Yes. If you can bring even more value. Correct. You. Mm -hmm. you. I would say Bill Gates and Warren Buffett can be in the bathroom and people will still watch them and listen to them. Just think about that. It starts with you. Mentally, when I go into a meeting, it's going to be the best meeting I'm going to have for the client. Well, yep, I totally agree on that. This is more important than this. They always yeah. say content is more important than background, right? Okay, so let me let's just go to the next one. Are you are you ready to go for another next fifteen minutes, Rick? I can go for as long as you guys need. It's uh, the days. <laughs> let's, I've been up since five a.m. Rick, let's not pro over promise people on live Facebook live. It's up for show. <laughs> you want them to come back. <laughs> now, Rick, do you want to do something more interesting? Anything you guys want. Now, do you guys, all the audience out there, do you know what is a call-in audience? Call-in audience? 
means you call the radio station and we answer your question, right? Yep. Actually, my studio can do that. Right? So I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm going to just uh, put my phone number on the chat room. Please do not disturb me uh, on the normal day, okay? Don't ask, send me SMS and ask me to answer questions. We will answer you during the show. Lah, huh? But for now, you can call me, but I'm going to give you a cue. Not now. Let me answer all these questions. I'm going to give you a cue. Call now and we will pick up your call and we will answer your question. You get a chance to get live with us. Is that fun, Rick? That sounds amazing. <laughs> that would be fun, right? I did it once. It was quite fun. All right. So it's on... My number is 016-238-6161. Uh, you can call this number later, not now, later, okay? When I give you the cue, right? Just get it uh, ready and you call this number. We can pick up your call and we will try to let you go on live. And you will ask questions, all right? That hopefully is related to the topic today. Now, let's just pick another one. What is your daily routine? Chloe asks, what is your daily routine, Rick? Uh, Rick, go ahead, please. Sure. My daily routine is uh, very blocked out and scheduled. 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. Normally, I'm with my kids. My wife, we're having breakfast. 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. Exercise, getting ready for my day. 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. I'm planning the day. And then from 9 to 5 p.m., it's work meetings. And I'm very intentional in my schedule because if you think about it, time is the only commodity, no matter how wealthy or successful you are, you can never buy. You can extend time by having good medicine, having good food, good health, by exercising, but you can never go back into time. I can't redo what I did 10 years ago. So when you do an ideal calendar and a daily work routine, you have to be intentional. So I block out everything, including family time, work time, and personal time. Lim, what about you? Well, my routine, uh, okay, I'm very intentional about my time. My staff and my agent knows that I schedule every day to the very minute. So I use a planner called a full focus plan. It's not that I own the company. I don't own this. This company is, is from America. Uh, this is by Michael Hyatt. It cost me a bit. This diary is 250 ringgit. You guys buy diary for 12 ringgit. I buy a diary for 250 ringgit. 20 times more than what you paid. Why? Because it gives me clarity of my life. So while, how do I actually plan my day? I have what we call an ideal week. You know, where Monday I do what? Tuesday I do what? Monday is a meeting day for me to see all my... Uh, this is something like an ideal week. I put it, I uh, can see. I do. Oh, yeah. So, so I actually journal every day. And where did I learn this from? I learned this from Brian Hackett, the top of the table that offered to mentor me uh, a year ago. Uh, uh, we were in Miami and he asked me, uh, let me just tell the story later. Uh, he asked me to do this. He said, do you journal yourself and your time? Do you actually know what do you do every day? Uh, and every minute I say uh, I sort of know on my iPhone calendar he said that's not enough you need to journal every day and know what you do so every day I do this like Monday every single minute is counted for and I know I need to hit my big three 
means the most important three things I need to do today and whatever that comes after that is a bonus. And after that, I write down the results of what happens today. And at the end of the day, I will write what we call a gratitude list, things that I'm happy that happens today. Like today I'll write the top of the table show, talk show would be a happy thing that happens to me. So that is how I plan my day. Uh, if you ask me, I wake up at uh, 8 o'clock in the morning. I schedule down. I wake up, eight, uh, I wake up at 7.30 in the morning. I give my wife a kiss before I go to work, dressed up, blah, 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 blah. blah. Uh, by 9 o'clock, if I'm not at home, uh, by 8.30, if I'm not in the office, I'll be in front of my computer having a Zoom meeting with either my staffs, my media team, or having a Zoom meeting with a client. By 12 o'clock, I will be out having lunch with my client. Don't ask me how I did it. I will do it anyway to see them and three o'clock I'll have tea with somebody and six o'clock probably I'll have another lunch or dinner with a client so if I see the clients uh, every day uh, face to face it will be at least three appointments a day and I'll see at least six or seven clients every day it can be non-related to business it can be just building relationship this is fine so uh, that is my day and I spend a lot of time thinking I think one thing let me just add one more thing one thing you need to do in your day-to-day -day meeting and in your weekly calendar, you should put actually aside two hours to three hours every week to do nothing but think. Do nothing, nothing at all. No movie, no phone time, no books, nothing. Take a long walk for an hour and a half hour and let your brain flows. Whatever comes in, comes in. You will think about things. You will think about how to solve this client issue. You will think about how to solve that issue. Just let your brain flows. And I tell you, you will come up with solution that you never thought you would come up with. It helps me a lot. I call it my free time. So how do I do it? I go out, for me, I go out for a long walk, say a six-kilometer walk for one and a half hour without a phone. That's how I do it. Just don't go too late at night because it might not be too safe without a phone, okay? I don't know how safe it is in Malaysia, but in USA, we don't do that too late at night. <laughs> yeah, I have a gated garden house here, so it's, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. So I, I do that. So if you have time, let yourself think. I think that is very important.